Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey everybody, this is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. We originally air as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn, so if you like the show, you can listen to episodes that they come out every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're about to hear the episode where I interview legendary drummer of the British rock band The Who, Keith Moon, and infamous 19th century murderer Lizzie Borden. It was a fascinating talk. Hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now, and it is hilarious. Improv Team Junior Varsity will be performing every Thursday at 7 p.m. at the Magnet Theater. Come check us out. And also, I'd love it if you would rate and review this podcast so that other people can find it and enjoy it as much as I'm sure you are enjoying it as well. JaredBarrington.com for updates on all the latest projects and show dates. And also, keep this in your calendar we're having a special show on March 25th at the Magnet Theater at 9 p.m. I believe we'll be calling it the Fine 39, so make sure that you save the date for that. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Lizzie Borden and Keith Moon only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. You know. Famous Dead People. 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 My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century drummer for the English rock band The Who, Keith Moon. Hello. And 19th century American woman, the 19th century American woman who was accused of a gruesome axe murder, Lizzie Borden. My pleasure. Uh, Ms. Borden, Mr. Moon, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Thank you for coming down to the studio today. Of course. Um, So I'd like to start off with uh, Keith Moon, if I might. Uh, So you were sort of the... Classic, self-destructive rock musician, rampant drug and alcohol abuse, crazy partying, destroying hotel rooms. But I also read that you had a habit of um, of blowing up toilets. Like you would flush explosives down cherry toilets. Cherry bombs. Yeah, cherry bombs. And I even read that you that you that you flushed a dynamite down the toilet at one point, right? I like explosives. Yeah, but that's so what 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 I found curious about that is that so much of what like a rock band does when they destroy a hotel room, it, it seems organic, you know, like they get drunk, they party and they just destroy whatever's in there. What you did with blowing up these toilets seemed like it had like some foresight to it. Like you planned. Like you were trying. You like had to bring You had to bring the explosives with you, you know, like you wouldn't just like make yes. the explosives in the hotel. Uh, it just seems a little bit, I don't know, like it, 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 you planned it, you know, and that's not really like, we were crazy in the moment. It was, I wanted to destroy this hotel room for the moment that I got up today. Is that right? Here's what, here's what people don't understand. Okay. Initially, we were trashing hotel rooms just to do it, just because it's rock and roll. Because you're having fun, mm-hmm. you're on drugs, things just happen, you know? But once you start to get a little bit of momentum, people uh, are expecting it. Mm-hmm. These hotels wanted to be trashed. Really? Mm-hmm. They wanted like the notoriety of having yes. a famous person destroy their hotel room. Keith Moon exploded our toilets. Is what then you know, that would make it to the That'd be the advertiser. Yes. Okay. I can see that. I mean, they say any press is good press, you know. Would I mean, was that the sort of thing that happened to you in your life as well, Lizzie Borden? Like would people even though you were sort of notorious and you know, uh, people associated you with these gruesome murders. Was there a little bit of appeal to that? Like, do people try to be involved with your life because of how, because of your sordid past? 
Yeah, I mean, many people wrote books about me, made movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made me famous. It made them famous. I feel like I did something mm-hmm. helpful in but that like, way. But did, did, did somebody ever reach out to you and you're like, you were only trying to be my friend because of the murders, you know, like you don't really like me. Was that ever an experience of yours? Zones. Yeah, yeah. People just want to be a part of the glow, you know? Yeah, I guess maybe some people. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this a sensitive subject for you? I mean, it seems like you kind of... Kind of quieted down a little bit there, Lizzie. Miss Borden, sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess, I mean, I would like to think that my friends want to be my friends because of me and, mm-hmm. you know, my interests and hobbies and not for the fame yeah. that I created for myself. Okay. So is this the first time you've ever even thought about this? That, like, some of the people in your life might have been just interested in you because of uh, this this giant event from your past? Honestly, yes. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well... You know, um, well, we don't have to then talk about that if that makes you uncomfortable. Murder but groupies. Murder groupies, murder yeah. Groupies. I mean, obviously, if that's something you haven't thought about before now, I'm not going to ask you to, like, rehash every friendship from your past, you know, and, like, try to find somebody that maybe well, now was I already there as am, hangers though. on. But I'm, you know, I'm sorry that I did that then. You know, like, that, I feel like kind of a jerk now, Mr. Moon, right? Kind of foot in my mouth, right? Oh, but nobody's saying, you know, whether you did it or you didn't do it. <laughs> But <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Uh, so you then, Mr. Moon, would bring these explosives because the hotels wanted you to. They wanted you to blow up their place. That's right. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It was kind of a running thing. Yeah, it was a gag. It wasn't the only thing I exploded. It wasn't the only thing. No. Oh, what else did you explode? I went on the Smothers Brothers and blew up my whole kit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you blew up all your drums. Yeah, I, I read blew, about that time. That I you... not only blew out my drums, I blew out uh, I blew out some of my band members' eardrums. Yes, I did hear about that as well. You hurt um, you hurt the lead singer. You hurt uh, you hurt that guy. Yeah, and uh, any anything that was a little bit more out of the ordinary, like you know, we had the toilets in the hotel rooms. We had uh, the drum kit, obviously. Uh, was there anything else on the explosive to explode list? Blew up my parents' house. Your parents' house, really? And I bought them another one. Well, that's, that's, that's rock nice. and roll. <laughs> that is really sweet of you. I mean, I, I know that you had a really complicated relationship with your parents, you know. So mm-hmm. that's uh, was that ever part of the fantasy? Also, just like completely destroying your house. Like, is that are you jealous of uh, what Mister Moon here has accomplished with uh, blowing up his parents' house? Yeah, I mean, all I did was maybe kill my stepmom and my dad. Ooh, what a what a fascinating maybe. Let's actually move over to you for a minute. Like, I'm not going to ask you right now okay. if you did the murders or not. Yeah. All right? So we'll, I would love to talk about that later on the interview. But we'd love but to you're, know. You're obvi- well, we'll talk about that later. We'll th- let's not get there. All right? all right. So obviously, you're most well known for being arrested for the salacious double murder. It was mm-hmm. all over the papers. Yeah. 1892. Um, and there's obviously like the, the famous children's rhyme about how you murdered your, uh, your stepmother and your father with an ax. Um, but I think that people just assume that you did the murders. They don't know that you were acquitted. They don't know that you went to trial and yeah. were, were completely cleared of all the charges. Mm-hmm. Does that bother you that maybe some people out there still associate you with being that murderer? No, I kind of live for it. Really? Yeah, I stayed. I stayed in the same town. Yes, yes, I did afterwards. read about that. And I, I love the looks on people's faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, what was it like? Like, can you describe, um, were people scared? Was it, was it like a, a, what are you doing here sort of a thing? Like, Yeah, people are terrified. Mm-hmm. Of you, and that gives you a lot of power. I don't know about you, Keith, but when you blow things up and people are, f- are probably afraid of you a little bit, then oh, you yeah. get to do whatever you want to do. 
Anytime. Strike fear. <laughs> Strike fear in other people's hearts. What, what, what were some of the things that you would do then with this power of being able to, to terrify people, the strangers that you would meet? It's like a lot of shoplifting. Oh, interesting. Like, like you're going to stop me? Yeah. You know, maybe I murdered two people with an axe. Yeah, yeah. do you want yeah. me to come at you with a hatchet? Yeah. No, I want these paint chips. You thought I committed <laughs> that bad crime. Let me sneak in this lesser crime. <laughs> yeah, and you won't even be uh, intimidated by this at all. Yeah, yeah that's fascinating. Um, so yeah, I guess it wasn't a big deal then that people thought that you did these murders. No, no, not at the time. No. Interesting. I mean, it, it seems a real glass half full way of looking at it. You know, I'm sure that a lot of people would think, oh, my God, my my life is ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody's ever going to think that I am not a double murderer. But you seem to find the, the advantage of it. Yeah, you have to look at the bright side of it. In all things in life. Of course. I think, you yes. know. Yeah, that's pretty heartwarming. Uh, going back to you, Mr. Moon. So you didn't seem to do all that well in school subjects besides music. And I read that... Uh, an art teacher of yours said in a report card that you were, quote, retarded artistically, idiotic in other respects. Is that right? That teacher should have been fired. That really is inappropriate. He was like, very I really, harsh. I really don't think that you should say that a child was retarded mm-hmm. or idiotic. No, what he did was he labeled me and he turned me into what I am now. He, 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 so he's, his vision of you is the reason why you became... Oh, he's, oh you think I'm bad? Well, I'll show you what bad is. I'll oh. blow up your toilets. This is, you know, children are so impressionable. You know, mm. when you when you start describing them a certain way, they start to take on that that personality, right? And so you're saying that because this teacher called you, and I, I can't believe it's, it's so offensive to say retarded artistically and idiotic in other respects, then you took on that persona. Yes. Oh wow. So like, what were some of the things that you used to do to to like be in that in that persona? Of retarded or, or idiotic or t- in other respects, you know. Oh, I understand. What was I supposed to say that? <laughs> but at the time, it was it was equally offensive. But anyway, yeah. uh, you know, uh, just all sorts of uh, schoolyard hijinks. Okay. Where I'd be playing drums on kids' heads mm, and okay. lining them up, and just did going head to head and doop 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 doop. Uh, they'd put me in detention, and I'd mm-hmm. play drums on the desks. Okay, yeah. um, I, I get it. Uh, so you know, just like regular childhood childhood pranks, but it seems like kind of kind of more musically inclined. You know, I I was told that they, they didn't like how good you were in your music class. Uh, I read that, and that they said that you had a problem with showing off because you were so good. I was a prodigy. Yeah, and everybody's very jealous. Mm-hmm. Do you remember there's uh, I was seeing this episode of Doug. Oh, I remember Doug. Did you watch Doug, Lizzie? No. No? Oh, Doug was a great animated show. Banging on a trash can. Doug used to do that? that he used to bang on a trash can? That was me. Now, oh, oh, so you saw a little bit of yourself you in that. you play, like, Stomp. In Doug. You just play, not Stomp? Yeah, Stomp. stomp. I've yeah. seen Stomp. Yeah, Stomp is good. Stomp is... I was Stomp. <laughs> you were you were Stomp before Stomp existed. That's right. Yeah, I wonder, like, you know how buskers will sometimes, like, in the subway, they'll have, like, a trash can and they'll drum on that for a little bit and get money. Like, do you maybe think that you were in the inspiration for that, Mr. Moon? I made Stomp. You made before Stomp. Stomp. Yeah. It's, like it's a, you said. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, uh, I can uh, I can definitely see the, you know, there's a, there's a direct line from you playing kids' heads in school and drumming on garbage cans into what Stomp eventually became. Are you upset that you didn't get any residuals or anything from uh, from the Stomp people for Absolutely. being the obvious thing? <laughs> well, long dead before... Mm-hmm. But still, but, maybe for, for your family or uh, for I other members of the Who. I'm, I've, I was a little, little bit estranged 
Mm. Oh, from uh, from your other family members. From stuff. my family. Because of your eccentric behavior, I'm guessing. Well, I sent. I, I was just partying my ass off. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that could run people the wrong way, right? No, I never understood. Didn't understand when my when I bring my daughter along. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming around with platters of coke and of cocaine, of cocaine, of all sorts of powders and all right. Uh, and nobody wanted to party. The people I've go to bed. I said, "What are you talking about? Go to bed? We just rolled in the the kegs." Uh, yeah, I can see how that would rub your family a little bit the wrong way. Like, you're no stranger to family tension, uh, mm-hmm. Ms. Borden, as well. Mm-hmm. Does, this, does this ring true for you? Like, uh, you don't understand why certain behaviors, like, turned people off, like, when you were growing up? Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm still very stuck on the fact that you drum on children's heads and they'd let you. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I think that uh, children... They're a little bit more like uh, animalistic. And when somebody just asserts themselves as like the dominant child, they'll let you get away with anything, you know. And if somebody like with, with the confidence of Mr. Moon is just, you know, drumming on your head, you just assume as a child, this is what I'm supposed to, this is what I'm here for, mm. you know. And, and you're probably too shocked or scared to do anything about it. Well, it's going to be the alpha but you were the alpha. Gorilla mindset. The gorilla mindset. Yeah, exactly. I guess in a way I was the alpha, too. Oh, you think so in your family? Yeah, yeah. I know there was a lot of tension between, you know, your sister and you were sort of like one team. Yes. Your father and your step and your stepmother were like another team. Mm-hmm. And do you think that maybe the tension there was like the stepmother was trying to assert herself over you? Yeah, I think she she was and she was trying to get money. She mm. just wanted my dad and she wanted all the power and I held the power. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was just that was the tension that brought it to an end. I see, yeah. So were you, did you ever do anything to try to like reassert your dominance over the family? I would just skulk. You'd skulk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that can be really effective. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of children will, you know, do this. I know that you were sort of like more in your uh, mid to late 20s when this stuff was happening. Mm -hmm. But I know that like a child will sometimes skulk to try to like, get attention from their parents and get power that way. Is that sort of like what the motivation was there? Yeah, I think it's kind of like um, like a bug on the wall. Okay. That's how I describe myself. Mm-hmm. Walk around and then just look at her. Interesting. Wow, more yeah. brooding. Yeah. More brood- yeah. That's, I mean, that, that it's chilling to think about, you yeah. know, like there's just this thing there mm-hmm. that will just look at you. Yeah, and you I know? tend to be quite quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so- a, you got to make a racket. <laughs> Well, two different uh, two different methods of achieving the same thing. Yeah. You know, let me ask you this. So, I was reading in the Wikipedia that you had a religious upbringing, mm-hmm. um, and I was wondering if that was like just a family thing, or were you passionate about your faith? Like, did you actually believe in the religion that you were practicing? I believed in the religion that I created. Oh, you created your own religion? Yeah, yeah. I, I taught Sunday schools, and um, I created my own. Uh, Bible for the children. Okay, yeah. so you were teaching not what the Sunday school teachers wanted you to teach, no, no. but your own version of religion. Mm-hmm. So what was your own version of religion? Um, that uh, we were created to destroy. Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel very close to you mm-hmm. after hearing some of your stories. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah, he seems like he's a disciple from, uh, yeah. from your religion. Was there a name for your religion? It's called Caucus. Caucus. Yes. Caucus. That's like what we would call, there's like a political function called a caucus. Oh, I had no idea. Okay, so you called it the caucus religion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it was like we were created to destroy things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a a fascinating worldview. I know that that's sort of like people believe that 
uh, the, the universe lends itself towards entropy. And I can see yourself creating a, a worship around entropy, around the destruction of things. We destroy so that others can... You create and you destroy. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I destroy, somebody else has to replace it Gets with creation. Or really, we're just like rushing towards the same, uh, you know, uh, destruction of the universe. You know, I'm just, I'm just contributing to it. I'm just being a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to hear more about that. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are a 19th century American woman who was accused of gruesome axe murders, Lizzie Borden. Hey. And a 20th century drummer for the English rock band The Who, Keith Moon. Oy. And uh, Lizzie Borden was just telling us a little bit about the religion that she started. I assume that you were some sort of uh, Protestant Catholic, and that was the the faith that you were brought up under. But you're saying that that's not the case. It was it was this caucus religion. Well, I was brought up under that, but then I created my own. See, okay. they, I was a great student of the Lord, you mm-hmm. know. And um, when I was told, hey, would you like to teach at the Sunday schools? Would mm-hmm. you like to mold these young minds? And before I knew it, I I was creating my own. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And can you tell us anything more about your religion? I know you said we're here to destroy. Mm-hmm. But were there any rituals or, or prayers or specific deities that you would uh, that, you, that, that you would talk about in your Sunday school lesson? Yeah. Um, well, or parables even. Parables. Oh, mm-hmm. well, we would spend time in my basement. We'd all mm-hmm. we'd all gather around, and um, we would discuss anybody, any authority figure that was uh, really troubling us, you know. Okay. And so we'd pray against them. So it wasn't so much praying towards a god, but pre- praying against a person. Okay, yeah. interesting. And so, like, there would be humans that you would pray would be destroyed or bad things would happen to them? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, but there's good... I believe in good people, and I mm-hmm. not everyone should be destroyed. It's just, just certain... People that people. you have friction with or that you think that wouldn't belong. Yeah. It would be better if the world wasn't there. Yeah, like if they didn't have electricity or plumbing in the house. Hmm, like, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's an interesting, uh, interesting worldview. Um, going back over to, uh, to Mr. Moon for a little bit. So you were the third drummer... For the Who, uh, yeah. there were two other drummers. They were both fired. Uh, one was fired. They were both fired for not being good enough. Uh, one was like super old. This is uh, this this is rings true, right? Like this is as you remember it. Oh, they weren't. Well, they were fired, but I was responsible for the firing. Oh, you actually got them fired. I was. I showed up at one of the early gigs. Yes, yes, I, I recall this story. In a suit. Yeah, oh, you were in a suit. A ginger. Red orange suit. This is not how I read the story taking place. Sewn from the the pubes of a hundred <laughs> redheads. Sorry. I'm sorry, what? That's that's rocket ruins. I'm sorry, you showed up in a in a in an, uh, a bright orange pube suit. It was sewn together from the combination of male and female. Pu- it's not pubis. Okay, it's not important, but that's wonderful. <laughs> It's interesting. I don't know if it's important, but it's interesting. didn't hold together the way a suit should. Yeah, I can imagine that. It doesn't seem like a very um, a, a very breathable fabric, just human pubes, especially orange pubes. And the guy is up there doing whatever, and I and everybody's looking at me weird on this because of the suit. And I said, "No, no, no, that's not how you do it." And I and I drummed. I went up there. And he and I went. And, and like just for the duration, mm-hmm. and that's how I so got the just, gig. Just, so, yeah, co- so that explains, you know, one drummer getting fired. All right, so like he's there. There's one drummer up there. You you show up in this orange pube suit. You jump up there. 
they let you play for some reason, and you're so good that they decided to go with you instead of the first drummer. Is that is that the way you're saying it? That's right. Okay, so then how did they then how did the second drummer get fired then? If you just replaced the first drummer, well, there was an earlier drummer that I had to. I just fought him. I'm sorry. So there was a a a drummer before that that you just fought out of the band. Estranged. He was like their friend in the beginning, you know, and then. He wasn't, his drumming was like, do, do, da, da, do, do, da. And it was, the guy was a joke. All right. I'm a human octopus. <laughs> he was, he was like, uh, he was, you know, he's like playing with what he could do it with one hand. You you could do what he was doing. Yeah, I could do what hand. he would do. I've got eight. Okay. Well, six in my legs. So you just fought him off and you're like, I'm better a drummer than this guy. Uh, and then, but you don't join the band at that point. Then they just hire some other drummer that you then have to show up in this pube suit to displace. Is that right? Uh, something like that. And okay. then plus the fact that I would challenge everybody to drink off. Okay. That was the final. That was what really. You would challenge like other potential drummers to drink off so that, uh, so that nobody would like then get the job of drummer for the who. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, that's not a name of the Wikipedia, but I, I mean, obviously I believe you. Uh, over that. Uh, let me go to Lizzie Borden here for just a moment. So, um, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of tension between uh, you and your uh, your father and your stepmother. Um, and I'm wondering where, besides like this, this like power dynamic that you talked mm-hmm. about earlier, I'm wondering where that tension came from. You know, like, was there something that you and your sister, sister Emma didn't like about Abby specifically? Abby being your stepmother, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, she was she was quite loud in the bathroom. Okay. So I'm like, uh, I can imagine, you know, someone taking a shit. Someone to, well, uh, I didn't want to be as indelicate oh. as that, Mr. No, Moon. She, but, yeah. Uh, when she was taking a shit, um, she was quite loud in the bathroom. Wow. So she would just take like really loud. Long like, and loud and just outrageous. Outrageous. Oh my yeah. God. Would you mind, I, I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position here, but would you mind reliving or or uh just imitating Imitate, the course. noises that she would make while she was yeah this was is not the, the first time i've had to describe this to oh people, interesting so. okay yeah um yeah it would be a loud entrance and a slam okay so we knew it was coming gotcha, it was gotcha. like her indication of i am in the bathroom now and i'm about to shit human okay. cherry bomb yeah <laughs> yeah she would d- destroy the bathroom okay. but not fix it again she sounds like a bitch you know what, Keith? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm assuming exactly how. Where, where the, whoever killed her probably had it coming. No, she. Uh, the woman probably had it coming. Yeah. Well, we'll. I guess we'll never know. Well, we'll. We'll. We'll ask uh, Ms. Borden about the de- the specific details about that going mm-hmm. forward. So, yeah. But you were so you were saying the noises that she would make. Yeah. In the bathroom, if you wouldn't mind. It was uh, like um. Like us. a. And that was every single time every she, single she would time. go to the bathroom. Yeah, I could see how that would be a problem. And I'm just I'm surprised that your father would marry a woman who would do that sort of thing. Yeah, um, she would tell him that she was putting on makeup. That's and- <laughs> even weirder, right? It sounds like she was in pain. Keith, if you were if you were on a date with a girl and she was like, "I'm just going to go to the bathroom and put on some makeup," and she made those screaming noises, those awful screaming noises, would you think that I'd that was? Say, I want what some of she's had. <laughs> Oh, uh, like that iconic scene from when Harry, Harry met, met Sally, Sally 
I'll have what she's having as she is screaming and putting on her makeup or going or going Tuesdays up in that bathroom. Pleasure, yeah. pain. It's all the same. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like it sounds like a passage from your from your religion. Right. Mm-hmm. Pleasure, pain. It's all the it's same. All the same. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it also could be a who lyric if you don't mind me saying so. Um, so you're saying like, you have all this tension between you and the mm-hmm. stepmother. And I read in the Wikipedia that there was one argument in particular that you and your and your father and your stepmother had. Mm-hmm. And this fight was so intense that you and Emma needed to go on vacation and get away yes. from the two of them in yeah. New Bedford. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that argument was about that was so bad that that you that you had to like leave the the city for a little while? Oh my god, it was such a stupid little argument over Tabasco sauce. Tabasco sauce. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Well, I like spicy food. They like dull food. I had to cook the dinner, you mm, see, and okay. I made it with Tabasco sauce. Because that's how you would have liked that's it. That's how I would have liked you it. You need god. spice. Yeah. Life needs spice. Life I needs think. spice. I completely agree. Yeah. And they didn't Okay. And it's just that sparked from there. Really. All right. And they confronted you and they were like, why would you make the food spicy when, you know, we don't like the food mm-hmm. spicy. Ungrateful yeah. for the food that I made them. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe that, that it snowballed. That seems like such an easy fix. Like you make some of the food spicy and some of the food not spicy. But the, mm-hmm. there was just like no compromise there at all. No, we all had to eat the same thing at the same time in the same way. How so. come? Why, why is that? Is that like a custom from the from the late 18, 1800s? Yeah, that's a well-known custom. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did you know about this, Keith Moon, that in the late 1800s, everybody had to eat the same thing at the same time in the same way? Oh, wow, that sounds incredibly boring. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be about that. Like, you know, variety you gotta of spice. spice. You gotta add spice. And my spice is amphetamine. Well, what if somebody didn't like spicy food? Like, should, surely you should allow the variety of not having spicy food, mm-hmm. right? No, if you if you're not willing to participate in the spice, okay, or the party, then you can get out. You can get out. Oh wow! Well, let me we'll wrap up the half this half of the show with one more question for you, Mr. Moon. So, um, you know, you were telling us that uh, the way that you uh, you know got the gig of being the drummer for the Who, you had this suit that was completely made of pubes. Um, and I read that when you were first touring America with the who, with the who, sorry, uh, you were only 20 years old, but you wanted to drink in America. So you would tell people, so you told everybody that this show was celebrating your 21st birthday party yeah. so that you would get alcohol. Is that correct? Well, it's all, it looks, I just, I'm fascinated by the difference between, uh, US pint and okay. a UK pint. Yes. Okay. And so you just wanted to know what the difference between those two was? UK pints, 20 ounces, right? All right. That's four extra ounces. More than an American pint is. Yeah, US pints is four-fifths. Okay, so you only wanted to explore the differences between these pints, and that's the reason why you pretended to be 21. I love drinking. Uh, Well, that's what I figured. I thought that you were trying to get drunk on this tour, and you're saying it was just a scientific experiment to see, like, the different sizes I want, of I want to drink every size of pint in the world. And I did it. I drank a pint that was the size of a keg. But that's not a pint, then, right? Uh, it was a giant pint. Where was this, that the pint was just a keg of beer? At some place in Texas. I have a- not what my guess was gonna be, <laughs> yeah, well, but I it. guess some place in Texas works. Also, they say everything is bigger in Texas, isn't that right, Miss Borden? And then I won good. even more. I won because they said you can't drink that. Look, 
Little did they know I brought Oliver Reed. Wait, who's Oliver Reed? He's that guy who drank himself to death during Gladiator. Wait, during the movie, the movie Gladiator. Yeah. Wait, who? Wait, who? Do you know what I'm talking? About? What he's talking about? I think I was think this I a character in the movie Gladiator. He was a slave owner. He was a slave owner in the movie Gladiator. Incredible who party mate. Drank himself to death. I don't remember this part of the movie at all. We used to go shot for shot for shot. You and that character from the movie Gladiator. <laughs> oh yeah. Used to drink yeah. together. They wrote that movie around him. Interesting. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't remember this character existing at all. I can't believe that you partied with him. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the fact that he lived for that period of time. To, so that he could party with you. I'm assuming this is somebody who existed in the BC era then, right? No, no. He was, he was an actor? Was he an actor? <laughs> yes. I, I'm so lost. I'm so confused. Is this So this is an actor in the movie Gladiator. Me, Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. Keith. Keith, uh, Keith Richards. Keith from, Richards. From the from Rolling Stones. Okay. <laughs> These are the people that you were partying with in Texas when you drank this one giant cake. We had all made a pact. A pact. What was the pact? We swore on an amulet that we were going to live forever. Wow. And 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 one of them is like, is Oliver Reed still alive or has he, he passed? He died this? during he Gladiator. Died. <laughs> Keith stole the amulet. So a bitch. I can't believe this. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here, but unfortunately, we got to take a short break. Uh, we will be right back on Famous Dead People uh, with my guests, Keith Moon and Lizzie Borden. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioForBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us. Whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 19th century American uh, uh, murderer, question mark, Lizzie Borden. That's me. And uh, 20th century drummer for the English rock band of the Who, Keith Moon. Rock! (laughs) So... Uh, you know, before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, some of the partying that um, uh, that Keith Moon was doing. Um, but, you know, being a, a religious person who lived in the late uh, late 1800s, you obviously didn't have any kind of like parties the way that Keith Moon did. Uh, Lizzie Borden, is that right? I mean, I, I had my fair share of parties. What was what was the way that you would cut loose back then, if, if you don't mind me asking? Drink some shoe shine and then go down to the lake and skinny dip. I'm saying, so okay. shoe shine, yeah. like the actual chemical that the you would... The chemical that you'd shine shoes with. Really? Does that get you drunk? Really? Uh, it'll it, get you proper chuff. It'll get you proper chuff. 
Is that? Would you ever drink a, a shoe shine, Mister Moon? You could drink mouthwash, mm-hmm. rubbing alcohol. There's a lot of different things you could drink. Yeah, they could go blind, but that won't stop you from playing a gig. But you'll at least have a really good time while you're going blind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd like to ask you a few more questions, if you don't mind, sure, uh, Ms. Borden, about before the murders, like a few days before the murders, like mm. some weird things happened. Mm-hmm. Like I read that everybody in the house got sick. Yeah, for a couple of days. From mutton is what everybody said. Is that true that it was the mutton? It was poisonous mutton. Poisonous mutton? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. so how was the how was the mutton poisoned? Well, it was uh out of the ice box and then I injected it with poison. And then you oh you oh you also put poison in the mutton. Poison it was it was rancid and it was poisoned. So I read that you bought uh prussic acid mm-hmm. uh, the day before the murders. Is that what you used to, to poison the mutton with? Yeah, what else would I have bought it for? Oh, I mean, you know, that's uh, it came up in the trial. Yeah. But the judge said it was inadmissible because it didn't seem to be related to the fact that these murders were happening. Yeah, but that's, of course it was. Obviously it was related, <laughs> yeah, right? of course. So why did you poison the mutton then? I mean... I'm still operating into the assumption mm-hmm. that we don't know whether or not you did these murders. Mm-hmm. I feel like you did. <laughs> well, let's not jump to conclusions here, Mr. Moon. Mm-hmm. All right, so so why did you poison the mutton? What was the point of that? Well, the point of that was to kill everybody. You wanted to then, kill everybody. Yeah, everybody. But it didn't work, you see. So, Obviously. So then we don't know if I did the hatchet murders. Okay, so you tried. But then here's my other question is why would you then also eat the mutton that you had poisoned with the prussic acid. To have an immunity. Yes. Oh, you built up an immunity. Mm-hmm. So were you uh, were you actually showing any symptoms at all, or was that all? Were, were you faking? Were you? Uh, I was. I had like indigestion, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I was on the toilet for a bit, but that was it. That was all. It was not nearly as bad. As no, no. Everyone else is going. Everyone's through. on the floor. Mm-hmm. Good alibi. Mm-hmm. Did you ham it up at all? Because obviously, if you're the least sick one, then everyone's gonna be like, oh, I guess Lizzie poisoned the mutton. Oh yeah, right? I acted the most sick. Oh really? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. So, and then nobody, nobody uh, suspected a thing. No one suspected that you were trying to murder everybody with prussic acid. No, not even a little. Okay, interesting. Um, you know, that's. I mean, it speaks to some of your acting ability. Then, if Mm -hmm. you know that was uh, that was something you were able to pull off so well. Were you disappointed then that the uh, the prussic acid didn't work and didn't kill members of your family? Yeah, it would have been a simpler murder. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, it would have been an easier way to go out. <laughs> She's throwing hints. I... <laughs> Let's not jump to conclusions, yeah, Mr. Jump. Moon. We don't, don't know what happened we yet. Don't. We haven't gotten there Nobody yet. Nobody knows. Yeah, it could be anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Poison uh, lamb is it's You know what's weird? Mm-hmm. Lamb's the last thing I ate. The lamb was the last thing that you last ate when you were alive. I ate. Interesting. Uh, I do. I want to ask you about that. You had some of the, the, the most incredible, famous last words of all time. Uh, but that's a, that's a teaser for, for little, for, for later. Um, so yeah, so you poison the mutton, you know, everybody gets sick and then at what you, at some point you must have realized like, oh no, they're not dying. Yeah. They're not getting there. Mm-hmm. So like, how did you react to that? Like, what was your, what was the thought process though? I freaked the fuck out. Yeah. What happened? Tell yeah. Us. Yeah. I, I, I went around and I kept saying, do you want more mutton? Do you want to eat more mutton? They're lying on the floor. Why ain't she dead yet? <laughs> yeah, and they, they wouldn't. They just wouldn't eat more of the mutton. Mm-hmm. They were well, obviously because they thought that this would make them sick. Yeah, right? yeah. correctly thought that this they would correctly make them. thought. So then I started being like, "Oh, drink this water that looks like boiling, pussing poison, prussic acid." Yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do that either. Interesting. And they still didn't suspect anything. They still didn't suspect that you were the one that had poisoned them and that you were trying to kill them. Well, it's because they thought I was being caring. 
Oh, I was trying to feed them. I was gotcha. trying to, yeah. Did they explain to you, like, no, we're not eating the mutton because we think that's what made us sick? Yeah, they did. And, they, that. and then you kept on offering and I kept them on more, offering. more mutton. Yeah, wow, that's incredible that you had created the, the, the impression that you were such a good person mm-hmm. that even, even after repeated exposure to this mutton that had poisoned them, they still believed that you had only their best intentions in mind. Yeah, well, I was a Sunday school teacher. All right. And they, did anybody know that you were teaching not the the religion that they thought you were teaching that they were teaching your own specific religion no not until after after okay. i was acquitted of the murders and then some of the kids would talk to the parents mm-hmm. yeah and, and then did that not uh, help your standing in society that everybody was like oh and and she she taught she our kids this, about destroying. This, this weird destroying religion mm-hmm. I, i'm sorry i didn't mean to say weird i'm not trying to judge no this religion of yours yeah um so going back to you mr moon just a moment so um you know, we we don't know whether or not Ms. Borden did these these gruesome I think murders. We do, but we but we do know that you had an unfortunate incident because of all the drug and alcohol abuse uh, in your life. And one of those incidents is that you accidentally killed your chauffeur, Neil Boland. Is that right? Uh, it was a major bummer. Yeah, I know. I, I read that it kind of tore your life up a little bit. And so, as the story goes, and feel free to correct me if, if the Wikipedia is wrong here, uh, you were drunk, and uh, you got into a fight with some with some townies. Skinheads. You, you jumped into, oh, they were skinheads. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you jump into the limo, and you try to run, run away from them in this limo, and you end up running over your chauffeur, this man, uh, this man, Mr. Boland. Is that, is that the way the story goes? I mean, it was kind of like a, no, you drive. No, I drive. And, uh, and I tried to, you know, I said, I can't do everything. You want me to, f- you want me to fight them off, or you want me to drive? You know, and this is a friend of mine Mm-mm, who, yeah. you know, this he we shouldn't have been the one that was fighting because he's a scrawny little runt. Mm-hmm, but yeah. he went out there, and you know, they bopped him around. If I was out there, I would have played drums on all their heads, and I would have. I would have I would have challenged them each and individually to a drink off. Okay. But there was no time. So he just went out of the car to fight all of the skinheads. Yeah. And you decided that you were gonna drive the car. I said, Well, he can either get beat up by the skinheads or I'm gonna drive him over. over. So it was like a mercy killing? Like you were like uh, I don't want him to die at the hands of these skinheads, I'd rather he be murdered by a friend. Yeah, it's quick death. Mm. Was it? Was it a quick death? You ran him over with a limo. Pop, pop, <laughs> and he's just done. That is a shame. I mean, obviously, this was something that tortured you later on in life. I'm assuming, right? That's what the Wikipedia says. Well, you drink to forget. You drink to uh, remember. You drink to be entertaining. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of different motivations for why a person would would want to drink and take drugs. But you were you were hitting it pretty hard. Way before then. That's right. You need... Listen. Sometimes you take drugs to get off drugs. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That seems... That seems... Uh, it tracks. Is that is that what you were saying? Like you were... Your rampant drug and alcohol abuse was... Was a, was part of it was trying to get off of other drugs and alcohol that you were taking? No, it was all in a <laughs> fantastic high. But... Then I don't understand the point of breaking that up. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, I, I have to ask this. You know, we've kind of been dancing around this for a little while. Mm-hmm. But Ms. Borden. So the morning of August 4th, mm-hmm. 1892, mm-hmm. your father and your stepmother were killed 
with an axe. Yeah. And there are a lot of theories as to what happened. Yeah. But, and knowing that there are no consequences to admitting this now, Mm -hmm. now that we are far in the future, did you kill your father and your stepmother with an axe that day? Not with an axe. Wait, wow. You didn't, you did kill them, but you didn't use an axe? Yeah. Oh my God. How'd you do it? (laughs) It Keith, please. Sorry, Keith. Mr. Moon, I apologize. You know, I, a little delicately, if we wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind. So, mm-hmm. the their bodies, they're torn asunder. Mm-hmm. There's blood everywhere. Yeah, and there's a bloody axe head that they find. Yeah, they do. And you're saying that you did these murders, but not with an axe. But not with an axe. What did you use? My bare hand. You beat them to death in a chopping fashion. <laughs> 17 <laughs> slashes of my hand. Oh, my God. And so you made like a karate chop sort of a motion. Mm-hmm. So like you didn't even do a closed fist beat. You no. were like open slashing open at them with an open hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I've and been so, growing my nails long. Oh, so the nails probably helped cut through Holy the flesh shit. a little bit. <laughs> so, all right. Mm-hmm. I have to ask because like this is this, this was a it was a it was a circus. Yeah. This this uh, this trial of yours. Um, surely there must have been some evidence on your body, blood splattered, uh, uh, maybe flesh underneath your fingernails. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you remove all of that so that they wouldn't suspect that you, that you cut your, your father and your stepmother down with your bare hands? Well, I was, I was painting my bedroom. Okay. A, a shade of, uh, deep blood red. Okay. So Actual I- blood? Oh. <laughs> uh- <laughs> No, I think that's the subtext of what you're saying is that it was there was some of the blood was mixed into the room then, right? Is that yeah? And on my dress, the stains on it Mm -mm. were red, okay, from blood, yeah, and from paint. Did this ever come up in the trial? Would you specifically mention the color of your room so that everybody would know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's very. And I showed them my painting techniques so they knew that I was a painter. Interesting. Do you know how the blood got on the axe then? Because that's obviously a huge piece of evidence. Yeah, I. I got an axe and then I took the head off of it and then I wiped my parents' blood okay. on the axe. Now, were you trying to frame somebody else or were you just trying to confuse people? I was trying to confuse I didn't think anyone would believe that I killed someone with my hand. Well, yeah, so then why not just leave the axe out of it? Why, why put the axe there if that's just going to be a murder weapon for them to pin on you? You know, I like a challenge. <laughs> Sometimes you just go into something you don't really think it all the way out. Yeah. Oh, really, Mr. Moon? Really? Yeah, sometimes you end up in a pool in a car, you know? And you're just like, I don't know how I got here. I don't know how this works. Yeah, I didn't set out to drive in, in my car into a pool. Yeah, it just kind of mm. happened that way. It just happened. I just, just wanted the way to that, drive into a pool. That life happens. Now, so so you get away with this murder. Mm, I did. You, you're acquitted. Mm-hmm. What, did, what were you thinking during the trial? Like, everyone's talking about the axe, the axe handle, mm-hmm. the acid. Like, is that part of it? And all the while, you're just sitting there knowing that. Yeah, I'm just like a bunch of dumb asses. <laughs> a bunch of dumb asses yeah. who didn't know that I just used my hands to cut them apart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, was were there any other uh, any other clues that came up that you're like, like, like oh, that was when I planted or... Or was there ever a moment that you were scared that you were going to get caught? Well, yeah, because I kept changing my story. That is something that I read. Yeah, yeah. that things kept on uh, getting a little bit loopy. And then you were, uh, people blamed it on like, you know, medication that you were on, these sedatives mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, like, what's the story behind that? 
Uh, well, the story behind like why your story kept on changing. You know? Oh, because well, I just I didn't remember what I kept saying. All the different lies. <laughs> yeah, so I just kept lying, and then the last lie that I created was just like, oh, I just have I had partial amnesia for a second. Ooh, partial Did you amnesia. Sober. I did. I did. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> natural high. I'm natural. Yes, I'm. Yeah. Is that the thing that's most surprising about this to you, Mr. Moon? That 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 Lizzie Borden murdered her family with her bare hands without on not on any substance whatsoever. I mean, I feel like I need drugs and alcohol to achieve greatness. Mm-hmm. To play the drums. You to... don't, Keith. No, you really don't. No, you, know? you don't understand. I n- I did. I live to entertain, mm-hmm. and I entertain to live. Well, let's. Uh... And not only entertain. I've got to drink. Well, let's dig into that a little bit further. Uh, for those of you just joining us on uh, Famous Dead People, my guests today are uh, the 20th century drummer for uh, the English rock band The Who, Keith Moon. Hey. And uh, the 19th century American woman who was accused of two gruesome axe murderers, but was actually guilty of just two gruesome uh, hand murders, Lizzie Borden. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what an adorable way of responding to that. So, uh, you know, we, we were talking a little bit about your destructive behavior before the break, uh, Mr. Moon. And you were saying that you feel like you needed these drugs and alcohol to be an entertainer, to to be the life of the party. Um, and I read also that you uh, you would get bored and restless when you weren't on tour, uh, you know, with, with The Who. Is that correct? Well, you're sitting around. You're not beating the drums. Okay. It's... I- it's a very, uh, you sit in bed, you catch up on the latest. Surely you could have beat the drums just in your house by yourself, right? I'm not Todd Rundgren. I'm not going to beat on a drum. I can't do it all day. I could do it. Oh, oh shots fired. I could do, Todd Rundgren. I could do it on stage. Oh, and when they're doing a practice. Mm-hmm. But we barely practice at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, I read that you had a little bit of trouble, like keeping it together at the end, because you were you were taking these sedatives to try to try to not be an alcoholic anymore. Oh, it's all Pete. It's all Pete. Oh, we're gonna take the band in a new direction where we're not gonna party anymore. This oh. is a Pete Pete Townsend was his name, correct? This is a yes. Uh, the was he the singer, or the guitar player of, of the Who? Singer. He's the singer of the Who. Okay, and uh, and he was saying that he wanted to take the the band. Not Ed Whistle. Not and Ed Whistle. He was. That guy who booed party to the end. He he was a uh, an accomplice in your in your crazy uh, drug cr- drug fueled shenanigans. Yeah, but not Pete. No. Pete says, "Oh, I've got, I'm going to go to the studio. I'm going to work on some new sounds." Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, "What are you going to say? What's wrong with a drum?" And so, you know, you felt left out that Pete Townsend was putting these more symphonic drumless uh, tracks together is that is that right yeah he's bringing in synth mm, yeah mm. bringing in uh, his new age uh, look it sounded in the end it sounded pretty good yeah yeah I don't think anybody would argue with some of the later who things were kind of uh, iconic were kind of uh, groundbreaking yeah but did, guess what's backing it up a little bit of those drums, yeah. No, that's that's, yeah. that's uh, nobody. Claves. I read that you're that you were voted the second greatest rock drummer in history. So nobody here is arguing your bona fides that you that you were not an incredible uh, percussionist at all, and that your contribution your contributions have been noted. Well, 
they put in number one? I think it was John John Bonham from uh, Led Zeppelin. Was they they say that's the greatest rock drummer of all time? Oh, it, I, I thought you knew that. I thought, I thought you knew that you had been that you were number two. So number two is still incredible. Of all the rock oh. drummers, that it was, you don't think so, Ms. Borden? No, if you're not number one, then you're nothing. No, I I I don't agree with Ms. Borden. I think that you know being being the second greatest rock drummer of all time is still pretty good. It's still incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that's harsh judgment. <laughs> I just thought I was with the number one drummer. Mm. No, the real number one's Gene Krupa. No, no, I think he was he, further down on the list. And also, he was a jazz drummer, so I didn't even know. No, he's where I look. Wait, I'm sorry, what? That's where I learned how to do what I do. Well, yeah, I know that you were influenced by jazz drummers. Are you Are you upset, by the way, Ms. Miss uh, Borden, that, you, uh, that you're not in the studio with the greatest rock drummer of all time? Of course I am. I mean, I thought... Like, I'm the greatest, the person I will be with will be the greatest. I think you're the greatest murderer of all time. I was never found out. Mm-hmm. Well, you, people kind of knew that you did but the they murder. they didn't fully know. They didn't throw you in jail. You weren't caught, like, by the police. But people knew that you had done that, right? But they didn't really know. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about this. So if we're going to, like, just compare killers here for a second. Mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson, mm-hmm. you know, killed two people was never caught and thrown in jail for that, you know. Yeah. So he's like, on the loose. He's a he's a contender Juice. then, right? Yeah, but I was but I was first. You were first. That's right. Yeah. You know, and they say it's harder for women to sort of like break that glass ceiling, mm. and the fact that you kind of trailblaze that that is very Hell impressive, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I mean, like, there's a lot of serial killers that have killed more than two people, you know, like uh, uh, you know, uh, Ted Bundy, uh, the Zodiac Killer. He was never caught either. You but know? who says I only killed two people? Oh my God! Did you really, did you kill more people, Lizzie Borden? Yeah, I was I was out of I would never went to jails. I was out and about. Oh Rock wow! And roll. <laughs> Rock and roll indeed. <laughs> Almost, so who else was on your list? And, and like it's it's uh you know we thought that you had killed your your father and your stepmother. Yeah, there was a motive there. Mm-hmm. You were you were in. You didn't have an alibi. Mm. Um, were there was there a reason why you killed these other people that you killed? Well, it's just I got a taste for it. Oh, you know, and you realized you loved it. I was like, oh, this is fun. Can you tell us about about some of your other victims? Okay, yeah, yeah. One was uh, the judge later on. That, uh, the judge that acquitted yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It, it really seemed like he was on your on your on your side. He, he was. He threw out a lot of evidence that should have been used I against know. you. I think he had a crush on me. Yeah, Interesting. Saw it coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, so you killed him. Did you use your hands or did you branch out to other uh, to other weapons? Always my hands. Always with your like, hands. Levers these hands. <laughs> yes. I just pinched him. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. And so I I, mean, I can't believe you didn't read about this. Did they find his body like all hacked to pieces and? Nobody just put two and two together. And I just pinched his nose in his sleep. Oh, and then just like, and then what happened? Like, did his they face... just thought he died of old age? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I thought he, he was hacked hacked apart, but you're saying you just you just held just his nose, just held so that he couldn't breathe. And he didn't yet. breathe out of his mouth. He couldn't. He couldn't. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just had trouble just breathing out of his mouth when he slept. Yeah, I guess I, I know yeah. some people have sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is a big yeah. problem. Yeah, you guess you could get murdered really easily that way. What were some of the other victims, if you mind me asking? Oh, there was uh, just a couple strangers on the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little hack hack there. <laughs> little hack wow, hack you're there. like a modern day Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, who you. was also never caught, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know who Jack the Ripper was. But, you know, we don't know how many people you murdered. We don't know how many people he I murdered. Know, yeah. There's no way to compare those two then, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we could say that you were the greatest uh, murderer of all time. I think I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, so Rolling Stone is the one that did the poll, the, the listener poll, to see, like, who the greatest uh, rock drummer was. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do a, a poll 
to see who the greatest murderer was, and then we can we can come back in the studio and we can discuss. We want to elevate you know, murderers. Were... Well, not elevating. We're just voting on them. We're just saying like who were the best murderers of all time. Let's elevate them. You think it's <laughs> elevating them? Yeah, I'm, I don't mind. I mean, with that, that's an interesting point. Like maybe that would glamorize uh, murderers to the point where people would it would incentivize them to be murderers. Mm. Yeah, is that a? Would you, you guys think that that would happen, or is that a good thing or a bad thing? Guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's it's you know, people got to be different. They got to do something, di- you know, to mm-hmm. stand out. Mm. Okay. Well, speaking of which, um, you know, you were not murdered, Mister Moon. You had these very iconic uh, final words. And um, I'd love to ask you about your final words uh, after after we get to uh, Mr. Moons, because I don't think you're going to be able to beat these. This is incredible. Oh, okay. So you were taking these, these sedatives to try to try to quit alcohol. Uh, and the doctor told you that you should never take more than three of these sedatives a day uh, to try to get rid of your alcohol cravings. And so you and your girlfriend, Annette, were leaving a party. You asked her to make you steak and eggs. And she said no. And so you said, if you don't like it, you can fuck off. You yep. took 32 of these sedatives. Yep. And then you went home, and the next day she found you dead. I thought it was lamb. It was lamb? <laughs> oh, lamb. Well, no, you did actually. Maybe you ate lamb before that, but you asked her to make you steak and eggs, and she said no. Is that, I mean, that could not be the true, the true story. Like, you tell us how it happened. Uh, yeah, I yelled at her. We were, you know, we, were had, we would have back and forth. She wouldn't make me the food that I asked for, and mm. I'd throw it. You know, drugs. It makes you do some <laughs> crazy shit. I think at but, some point you have to stop using drugs as your excuse. And I saw Mr. Well, Moon. Like some like it's probably just who you are at some point, right? No, you know, it's uh that very night the the ghost of Mama Cass <laughs> she came to me. She died in that same apartment. Yeah, yeah, I did read about that. That there were other deaths that happened. People said that it was like cursed. She told me to take the pills. She told you to take those pills. She said, come. Join me. Come join me on the other side. Yeah. Interesting. I assume that you take them in front of your girlfriend as like a fuck you. Like, look, I'm taking all these sedatives. You can go fuck off. Is that, that that's the last thing I you said, though, right? I was having a ghost tryst with Mama Cass. I'm sorry. You were Ooh. having an affair with the ghost of Mama Cass? Yeah. Wow. And did that, uh, was that the reason why you took the, the sedatives? around at night if you put out some of the food. Jesus. <laughs> I find it very difficult to get a straight answer out of you, Mr. Moon. Melissa, just can you say, say pl- plainly and simply, were your last words, if you don't like it, you can fuck yeah. off. Yeah. That is the last thing that you ever said to a human being. Yes. Okay. Not so, a ghost. Not a, but you said other things to Mama Cat. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole conversation. While you were having your trust. Now, I know that you had a, a slightly less dramatic yeah. uh, death. At least according to the Wikipedia, you kind of like had a gallbladder problem and then you died, mm, uh, you know, yeah. of, of basically natural causes. Is that the actual way that it happened? Was that the uh, the actual cause of death? Yeah, I mean, they say it was pneumonia, but I mm-hmm. I may have been tr- slowly killing myself. Ooh, you know? wow. Kind mm-hmm. of a, kind of like a meta thing mm-hmm. for a murderer to do. You know, like somebody doing a self-portrait, you decided to, to turn the, uh, the murder weapon towards yourself. Not purposefully. Oh, just like accidentally. I think I just, like, uh, my hands were just so strong. They were too powerful. They're too powerful. I just... Touch my face, you know, to wash it at night, and I mm-hmm. wake up in the morning with slap wounds all over your face. All and so you think registered that weapons, yeah, yeah. you really could be a henchman in a in a Bond movie, in a Bond movie, mm-hmm. or or that's how um that's how, the reason why Nicolas Cage went to jail 
in the beginning of Con Air, you know, he got into a bar fight and because his hands were registered weapons, it was as though he had he had shot them because he accidentally killed these guys with his with his wow. hands because he was like a Marine or something. It's been a long time since I've seen Con Air, but that's how I remember it. Well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> guys are really blown away by the plot of Con Air. He's just rented. He's just rented. Do you want to watch it together, Keith? Oh, maybe. I would be careful. You scare me in a way that turns me on. I would be very wary of hanging out with Lizzie Borden. No, hang out with me. really seems like she got a taste for being Mm. uh, a murderer in her life. And there are bodies that we just don't know about that we've never even found. So many. Yeah, exactly. So do you remember what your last words were then? So you may have accidentally murdered yourself with your... Yeah. Uh, with your slicey dicey handsies, and uh, and and so I'm assuming that you had a moment where you were about to leave this mortal coral. Do you remember what the last words were that you yeah, said? Yeah, they were like, "I think I may be dying." So, the, and did you say that to anybody? Was there anybody around? You just <laughs> no. said, "I think I may be dying." <laughs> to myself. That's very prescient, you know, but also very to the point, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I like that. It's like you don't bury the lead. No, no. you know, just like really, really there. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an incredible story. I'd love to know, you know, like more uh, people that you murdered. Did you have, so Keith, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was uh, you, you know, being so restless when you were, you know, um, uh, not not playing on tour. Did you ever think about like having any hobbies or or doing anything to, to try to like stave off the boredom and maybe you wouldn't do so many drugs when you weren't playing with the Who? Uh, I dabbled in Sudoku. <laughs> you did a little Sudoku in order to pass the time? It was a different kind of Sudoku. It was like a a giant one, you know? They use humans as chess pieces. Wait, so you did human Sudoku? Sudoku, yeah, in my, in my house. But, but Sudoku is numbers. numbers. So then how do the people represent the numbers? They got to sh- become the shapes. They became the <laughs> shape of the numbers. Yeah. That's, I think that's impossible. Like, for a human to make a five yeah, shape with their body. They can if they try hard enough. Wow. Wow. That's a, it's a pretty startling revelation. And also, it just seems, like, really awkward, like, you know, to to have to wait for the people to make those shapes instead of just, you know. Uh, if at all, you know, half the time we didn't finish the game and then it was an orgy at the end. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, rock and roll, man. Fucking Keith Boone, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks, uh, so much, thanks so much for joining us on this uh, episode of Famous Dead People. Um, it's been really uh, revelatory. I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Lizzie Borden and Keith Moon, uh, for joining me in the studio today. Uh, I have one final question. I know it's a little bit weird, but I always like to end my interviews by asking if my guests um, like have any comedy shows that they like or have any Twitter accounts that they like. Like, is there anything you want to tell people about, Mr. Moon? Uh, you can go see uh, the music industry Thursday nights at Magnet Theater. 7 p.m. At 7 p.m. It's a good get, it's a get good and lick it up on monkey tranquilizers. Or you can just go and the show is pretty good. You can just go sober if you like. All right. But there are drinks that you can order. Uh, and Ms. Borden, anything you want to tell people about? Anything to check out? Yeah, I also have an improv team that I like. It's called mm-hmm. Avalanche, 9 p.m. on Wednesdays 9 at the Magnet Theater. Yeah, that's a, that's a great show, too. And you can go completely sober or on monkey tranquilizers, as uh, Mr. Moon suggested. Um, my name is Jared Berenstein. I'm your host. You can go to my website, jaredberenstein.com. Check out my improv team, Junior Varsity, uh, every Thursday at 7 p.m. at the Magnet Theater. And uh, go out and buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now, and it is hilarious. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org, and we'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We hear every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Famous dead people, famous dead people, famous dead people.